The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today, I have got Steve Butchko with me. He is a man of many roles, uh, a contributor for CCN the News platform that many of you will be aware of, as well as the founder of CoinClear. So from Austin, Texas, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. No worries. Hey, um, look, do you want to just talk us through a little bit about, uh, I suppose, first of all, just your, what your background is and what brought you into crypto and blockchain? Yeah, definitely. So uh, my background is definitely probably much different than a lot of people in crypto. I actually graduated from the University of Florida with a degree in industrial engineering. Uh, and while I was there, I had a buddy first tell me about Bitcoin. And that's where I kind of first heard about it back in like 2012. Wow. Uh, so I, you know, I tried to set up mining, but at the time just it wasn't really a priority with all the schoolwork and everything else going on. So, uh, you know, foolishly didn't take it more seriously kind of wish I had now, but uh, I kind of forgot about it up until early 2017. I had another buddy call me up to tell me about Ethereum and just how it was kind of a good investment opportunity. Uh, So I was feeling kind of spontaneous. Uh, I think downloaded Coinbase that night and just, you know, bought a little bit. Uh, The next morning I woke up and realized, hey, I should probably learn a little bit more about this if I'm going to be putting money into it. Uh, and that's kind of when I got hooked, when I learned about Ethereum and Spark, smart contracts and just the uh, potential of blockchain beyond uh, a currency. Uh, so from there, I made it kind of a goal to read a white paper each day uh, and learn more about it. And I, and I loved it. Uh, so as I got more excited about it, I tried to get other people more excited about it and get them to start investing as well. Because I thought, you know, this is definitely going to be the next big thing. Uh, and when I started talking to people and doing that, I realized that uh, to actually get started investing is a little bit of a pain. You know, people are very hesitant to even on something like Coinbase mm. uh, to like hit that buy button because they're not too confident in just what Bitcoin or Ethereum is to begin with. Uh, so that's sort of when I came up with the idea of CoinClear and thought, hey, if we can kind of automate as much of the process as possible. Uh, we should do that because I think it'll really help people out. Uh, so from there, uh, me and the other co-founder threw up a landing page uh, just to get kind of feedback on Facebook. I uh, made a post and that's when um, the editor-in-chief who, of Coin Central, who's actually a buddy of mine, uh, reached out to me and asked if I wanted to start writing for them. So I thought, hey, great opportunity to uh, learn even more and get paid mm. to do it. So. Uh, I started writing for Coin Central uh, because I was one of the first writers there. Sort of worked my way up uh, to eventually be the managing editor, uh, and then up until a week and a half ago, uh, that's when I actually just recently left, and now I'm a contributing writer for CCN. Wow! So you've been all over the shop, and all the while you've uh, you've also kicked off a, a startup project of your own uh, called Coin Clear. Now, uh, there's some similarities to. Um, a company here in Australia calling it's called Spaceship or Rocket Ship or something. 
And it's very similar whereby you essentially round things up and skim things on a constant basis into an account mm-hmm. to build a portfolio. Well, basically, well, you're not even thinking about it. So do you want to talk us through a little bit about, first of all, what CoinClear is and what was the inspiration, uh, the, the aha moment that you needed to do this? Yeah, definitely. So basically, our mission at CoinClear is to make cryptocurrency investing as stress-free as possible. And we believe the best way to do that is through automations. So there definitely there are actually a couple other companies who are doing the roundup uh, investments for crypto out right now. Uh, but where we really want to focus on is being able to customize those automations as much as possible. Uh, so right now we're starting with roundups. Uh, but soon we'll be adding where you can do a percentage of your paycheck. Uh, say you can do a rainy day fund where every day it rains, $10 automatically is invested. Where eventually we want to get to the point where it's sort of like an if this, then that of crypto investing, yeah. where you can, you know, set, customize it to however you'd like your automations to be. Because uh, that way, you know, that's what you're most comfortable with. Uh, And yeah, sort of the motivation behind it was trying to get other people to start investing in cryptocurrency, people who weren't necessarily familiar with, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, or the other cryptos. Uh, And really a a good example of this is even now, uh, I basically invest in crypto for my dad each month. And he ends up just Venmoing me because even though I've shown him how to do it, he just doesn't feel comfortable. He just wants yeah. it to be automatically done, doesn't want to think about it. So that's, uh, even though we're targeting a little bit younger of an age range, that's sort of the attitude uh, of what we've heard and who we're targeting. Well, it is interesting, that one, because, you know, from my point of view, I thought, okay, well, this is sort of like, um, I guess, the millennial uh, savings tool and investment tool. Mm-hmm. No one's got any time. I mean, we all know that, you know, any time people have got that are younger, typically do this they stare at their phones. Um, So we don't have an awful lot of time and the world's very, very competitive. So to actually bolt on an additional skill, such as learning how to invest into certain things and not just the learning side of it, the actual taking action side of it as well can actually, the the very thing that you can't, that you don't have time. Sorry, the very thing that you don't have is time. You may have the ability to round things up and go, okay, you know, if I was to put in a hundred dollars a week through roundups, fine, you know, cap it. However you want, as you say, customize it to fit and, and work around your spending habits, your salary, all these sorts of different things in your budget. It allows you to be passive, passively investing consistently without yeah. having to sort of get to the end of the month and go, Oh, okay, that's my $500 bang. I'll put that in. And it, it saves a lot of time. So I can really see that as being um, in Australia, we call it the superannuation. I think it's a pension fund in the US, you know, where it's a new wave of, of, of this. And it's an yeah. addition to uh, what we've already got in place through the old sort of more legacy system. So I think it's a really good idea. What sort of, I mean, the, any, the first question people are going to have is, well, okay, if it's going to be purchasing every single day or whatever, what are the fees? And, and, and you know, how do I not get taken for a ride here? So do you want to talk us through that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So uh, we just charge a flat 3% on any conversion from fiat to crypto or uh, crypto to fiat, which is a little bit different than uh, sort of, you know, what we've seen with the dollar a month for Acorns, Acorns or uh, other types of apps like that. Because um, we've seen that, you know, say you want to pause your roundups and you don't want to invest this month, it's unfair that you should still be charged a dollar for that. Uh, and that can really start to take away from your gains. Mm. Yeah, so it's about but, basically the three percent in, three percent out, right? And is it linked to yep. your? Is it linked directly to your bank account? I suppose it must be. 
Yeah, so it's linked directly to your bank account. We're actually working with a partner uh, called Sendwire. Uh, so you actually have an account through them all behind the hood. But uh, so it basically goes from a wallet that you have hosted with them into your bank account back and forth. And do you have to have, do you have to create the wallet or is the wallet created as you open the and join the account process? Yep. We create the wallet for you, but it's still, we're not custodials of the wallet. You have complete control. We have no control over that. Okay, cool. And I mean, you've only been up and running for a little while. I mean, it's been a work in progress for quite some time, but I mean, you've only been up and running for a little while. How are you going with it so far? Any feedback? What sort of clients have you got? What sort of data have you got that it leans you towards either or marketplace, older, younger, or the middle? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so probably coming to no surprise to you or any of the audience, uh, the majority of people that are on the app now and on our email list are males in between the ages of 18 and 35. Uh, we've had a shocking number. Our highest conversion rate, though, has surprisingly been males over 55. Uh, So that's something. So although the volume's lower, they've had higher conversions once they find out. So that's something that we definitely want to dig more into because it came as kind of a shock to us. See, that's really interesting for the whole greater space uh, and community as a whole. I mean, if you think about things like the the run of 2017, uh, of course, there was a lot of people that, I mean, everybody on earth now who has access to, you know, a smartphone or a TV or even a radio or a newspaper will know what Bitcoin is. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard what Bitcoin is. Anyway. I don't know what it is, but I've heard about Bitcoin, right? During that run up, of course, you know, we didn't see everybody get involved. Like a lot of the older generation might have sort of sat back and watched it go up and up and up. And because they've got the experience to know boom and bust cycles, i.e. the dot-com is, is probably the freshest in their mind of the absolute mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen the bust cycle of the GFC, uh, but the boom, then the subsequent bust was very well uh, you know, shown in the dot-com run. So I think a few more wise heads probably would have sat out a little bit longer. Uh, and now, interestingly, as Bitcoin has come back and, you know, fallen heavily and come back and started to move again, they might see this as the opportunity because it's like, well, it didn't disappear. It hasn't gone away. There's a lot of applications being built around it. There's a lot of business being built around it as well. So it's probably a good sign as uh, I truly believe the next wave of investors that will come in will have more capital. There'll be a traditional mm-hmm. investor types. And um, that because I've got more capital and it's basically the baby boomers, that generation, yep. once they start to pump their money in and see this is a viable asset class for the superannuation funds or pension funds or just investments, yep. uh, I think that's when we're going to see a really, really big boom. And it's interesting to see that your statistics sort of creep in on that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think we have even started to see that trend slowly start to happen. I know in America, there's been a few pension funds that have started adding Bitcoin or blockchain related companies to their portfolio, which, you know, I think is pretty fascinating that the people behind the pension fund, you know, believe enough to do that. Yeah, but they kind of have to be because, you know, you're either, you're either, well, no one wants to be the first in uh, and no one wants, sorry, no one wants to be the last in, but no one wants to be the first in at the same time as well. You know, like you've got to find that happy medium. And for any, like, as far as I'm concerned, as somebody who's been investing and trading for, uh, you know, for 13 years, you've got to have a balanced portfolio. Now it might only account for two, 3% of your whole pension fund, you know, as far as yep. an individual. Now the big, the actual pension funds that are worth, you know, hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars probably won't even be 1% for them because it is so huge. But as an option, um, you've got to be exploring into new markets because especially with something like this, I mean, you, if you're putting in 3% of your entire portfolio into something like, you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever it may be, like a stack of the top 10, however, 
then you know that could that's got the potential over the next 20 years to outperform absolutely everything else so when you look at a reward to risk ratio you've, you've got to be looking at that and going well for a couple of percent exposure kind of have to have it. I think a lot of institutions are now starting to come around to that because their clients are also starting to ask for options in this space. What have I got in the, in the way of new tech? What's this blockchain thing? And it's driving that, uh, these markets to move forward and actually take action. Are you seeing a lot more over there in the States? And I mean, obviously you're in Austin. It's a very uh, mm -hmm. forward thinking area, especially in this space at the moment. Um, are you seeing a lot more openness around cryptocurrency, but also blockchain technology? Yeah, definitely. It's something that's really surprised me is, uh, so I guess a couple of things. The main thing actually is government's willingness to work with blockchain mm. companies. So I know the Austin, I think it was the Department of Transportation is actually partnering with IOTA uh, to do, I need to look more into it clearly, but this was just a couple of days ago, uh, really. partner to do some trial runs on their public transportation, integrating IOTA for payments and things like that. Uh, and I'm actually, so I'm originally from Chicago, so I spend a lot of time up there, but the, um, they have a Chicago blockchain center that works closely with the Illinois and Chicago governments to figure out how they can put land titles, birth certificates, things like that on mm -hmm. blockchain. So that's something that uh, I've really been surprised and really have seen a strong trend towards that from uh, different government bodies. Well, that's huge because I know that uh, in Dubai, they're looking at being the first smart country, so to speak, because there's a lot of, um, a lot of travel they need to do. And they've actually done the studies all the way down to how much time it costs people to go and, you know, do their registrations and all, all the paper stuff. A, it's a, huh. it's a huge waste of paper. But B, if it's all on the blockchain, you don't actually have to go and jump in your car and deliver it because you just send it. Therefore, it saves them, you know, because they're an entrepreneur as a country, like they are the most entrepreneurial right. country on earth, right? They've, what they've created in, what, 40 years, the rest it's of the world nice. takes 600, right? Um, <laughs> it's really, really amazing what they've done. And, and now they're trying to incorporate the blockchain because in fact, they've gone all the way down to their, their productivity of the people in Dubai. Obviously, if you get more productivity, then you get more revenue and you get more yeah income and you get more well not so much taxes there but you know what i mean it, it, it really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. into a healthy economy so they've worked out that by putting everything onto the blockchain it's going to save them something like something several billion hours or whatever it is which therefore equates to x reward for the country it's like wow they've really gone down to this into a, you know a fully granular level to work out exactly how this can work for them and why this can work for them. So they're here, um, you know, somewhere in the US, uh, being open to this sort of technology as well. Look, it's the, it is the way forward. It, it makes perfect sense. We don't need to cut down trees anymore. We don't have to have clunky centralized record keeping places, which we will, we will still have those. But we'll start to own up our property in a very much more digital sense, I believe. And we may have the records at home in paper still, but the digital use is just, it's mind blowing how we are not there already. And this is our opportunity right yeah. now. Oh, definitely. And even, you know, I think there's going to be a hybrid system for a while because you yeah. have, you know, something like Factum where you can still store the actual documents in a central database, but then timestamp it and have that go to blockchain. And that still brings a huge amount of value. Yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything else you would like to tell us uh, about uh, CoinClear where we can find out more information, that sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. So you can find out more info at coinclear.io. Uh, and that pretty much has everything on there. Uh, and then from there, you can sign up. Uh, we're still adding to the wait list for early access when we launch our beta uh, in about a month. 
Wow. So in one month time, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to jump on there, it's very, very simple. Coinclear.io to register your information there. And uh, look, Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure having a chat with you today, mate. Appreciate your time and I uh, look forward to tracking your progress down the track. Awesome. Great chatting to you too, Craig. Thanks so much for your time, ladies and gentlemen. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.